Welcome to the Interest in Health and Safety podcast, making health and safety as important as everything else we do in business. Hi there. Welcome to the Interest in Health and Safety podcast. Today, I am joined by two lovely ladies from the northeast of England, Philippa Brecken and Anna Goffey. The reason I have interviewed these ladies is because Anna has recently been the first person to become a safety health and environmental apprentice. Um, She is a lovely, lovely lady, um, very infectious, um, full of, um, you know, sort of just full of passion. And uh, and it is just so nice to see somebody coming into the industry who is uh, who is excited about coming into the industry. Uh, and Philippa basically uh, is, is working in the same business and she runs the apprenticeship program within the company Penshaw View. Um, so let's, um, let's sound over to them. Can we, can we, um, can we kick off? Can you just sort of explain uh, who you are, um, what you do? Uh, maybe, maybe starting with yourself, Anna. Yeah, so I'm Anna. I work at Pensionview. I've worked at Pensionview now for three years, coming up soon. Uh, I started as a business admin apprenticeship, uh, apprentice, sorry, doing the level two business admin apprenticeship. Uh, I completed that. And then after that, I was thinking, I didn't really know which direction I wanted to go in. But just as I finished my apprenticeship, the company started delivering the safety and um, health environment technician apprenticeship. So I had a bit of a thought of that. And I thought this will probably be the best way for me to get into health and safety. Cause I think a lot of the ways to get into health and safety, it's looking at qualifications you've already got experience, things like that. When completing this apprenticeship would give me all of that as well as the qualification after. So I signed up and then I started getting more responsibility as well. Cause it's a two year apprenticeship. But I was kind of completing about a year, a year and a half. So I started doing that. I started getting more responsibility in the health and safety side of the businesses, such as like workplace veterans for um, the college, the local college that pay us to go out, we go out to like small hairdressers, um, small businesses like like uh, GPs, stuff like that. And I go out and I just do a little workplace assessment, check we've got everything in place so that the students from the college can go and do their work experience there and they're going to be safe and everything like that. And then I completed my apprenticeship and now I'm just thinking, what do I do next? I'm probably some more I think about it, probably going to try and see if there's a next level I can take. So yeah. I need to look into that a bit more. But so yeah, that's where I am at the moment. Oh, let's say that's uh, that's that's great, and we'll and we'll explore a load of that um, in a little while um, if if that's okay. Philippa, what about what about yourself? Where do you where do you fit into the uh, into the the equation here? So I'm, I'm one of the directors at Pinshaw View. Um, we've been delivering apprenticeships for around five years now. And our sister company is a health and safety consultancy and training company. So when this apprenticeship was launched, it was just, it was the kind of the perfect niche area for us with the expertise we had amongst the team. Um, it, we started to develop the material. It was very different from a lot of other apprenticeships that are out there. So there's kind of, there's not really a lot of resources. Well, there's resources, but there's not a lot of um, kind of um it, a lot of the awarding bodies actually have kind of um, they have workbooks that you can actually complete when you're doing the apprenticeship where with the safety one there was nothing so we created everything from scratch so it's been quite a journey to be honest um, so we 
the uptake we've had with this apprenticeship has been absolutely phenomenal. Um, we know that there's a, there's a lot of safety qualifications out there and this was so different because it's so work-based. So, you know, I myself have done NEBOSH General Certificate, currently doing NEBOSH Diploma, um, and it's um, the fantastic qualifications, but they're very kind of generic. So the NEBOSH General Certificate is brilliant and by no way kind of, you know, bad mouthing it. It's fantastic at what it does but it's not really tailored to each individual workplace. Mm -hmm. So with the apprenticeship, we've got people on program in the police force. We've got people on program in councils in massive organizations across the country. And we're enabling, this is enabling us to actually tailor it to that organization. So the projects that they're doing are based within that organization. And it's really, really paying, um, you know, benefits. The feedback we've been having is fantastic. We're now at a point where we're starting to get a lot of people through endpoint assessment. So Anna was the first. We've had another two through. Um, and then there's about another 20 scheduled in the next few weeks. Um, so, so far I've got a 100% success rate. <laughs> so I think it's possibly continue. <laughs> we had our first distinction yesterday as well, which was fantastic. Okay. Oh, that's, I mean, that's a that's great. So, so when you're talking about, um, you know, sort of putting the content um, uh, the, together, you know, sort of building the syllabus, I suppose, that people are working through, how, how did, did you get any support from, you know, from like IOSH or anything like that on how to do that? Or? Um, no, we have, we've got kind of all the learning outcomes and then right. we kind of interpret it our way, so to speak, and kind of broke it all down um, and wrote the resources around it. I'm not going to lie, the program's been totally revamped um, in the last couple of weeks. Um, so we've kind of, we've learned from things that have worked well, things that have gone not so well. Um, we've totally revamped it and we're relaunching it um, again. Um, just that from what we've learned over the last kind of two years of, of delivering on this program and what's been successful. And, you know, we probably were a little bit knowledge, knowledge heavy to start with. Um, and some of the workbooks that we were designing were a little bit, um, you know, too too heavy and too much. So we broke it down even more now. Um, and it's it is it's a brilliant program. I'm a massive I'm a fan of it. It's it's fantastic. So some um, um, Anna. So so how does it how would how was it for for you then going on to the uh, onto the program? What, what what sort of stuff have you had to do then to to generate the the, the evidence for the for the award? Well, when I first started, obviously, I've come from a lot of people that we enrol are already working in like a health and safety role and have a bit of knowledge, but I came total blank slate. I didn't, I had basic stuff because I'd done my um, IOSH managing safely on the Christmas before we broke up. Um, but then after that, like that was really the, the basic knowledge that I had. So I came out of this program thinking like, right, I'm just going to learn all this stuff. But then also all this evidence, it was difficult at first to kind of pull it together because when you work in an office environment where you're not really in a health and safety role it's kind of like oh what do we do so that's when I started getting more responsibility so I was going out places I was also shadowing and um, a lot of the health and safety professionals that we have in the company so I was doing like site inspections on the construction site next to work I was getting the opportunity to go visit all these different places so that's how kind of it worked for me so they did tailor it so like Philip said before, you can also, you can be in the office environment and do it, but you could also be in a health and safety role in a building company and also do it, if that makes sense. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So you're, so um, Philip, you're having to, um, you, you're working very, very closely with the client then to, uh, you know, to sort of to tailor and build the programme that's specific yeah. for them. Yeah. yeah. 
Absolutely. The kind of the more knowledge we have about organisation, the, the better. Um, so we can then tailor it to exactly what what the needs are. It may be that you know there's been things that have picked up where it's um, there might be a common thing with slip strips and falls, and we can design projects around that. And um, you know, there's loads of different things that we can do. Um, and kind of no, not one program is the same because um, obviously everyone's in different roles. Everyone's got different health and safety experience. Some have got none, like, as like what Anna said. Um, some have got a bit of experience, but they haven't got any formal qualifications. So it's kind of it's not a it's not a one size fits all. It's just totally different kind of for everybody that's on program. So you, um, so so you, you, I suppose you do, you're doing some kind of assessment then of the of the individual, and then and then mapping that into their business, and then yes. that's in the results, yeah. the results. Yeah, absolutely. So we do initial assessments, and then that kind of allows us to tailor the apprenticeship to to the individual. Okay. So how do you? I mean, how does the learning side of it work then? I mean, what what do you? Um, you know, how do, how do people get the get the knowledge? I'm, I suppose I'm used to an like seeing what seeing an MVQ type approach which is very very much an assessment process but, but not necessarily lots and lots of input you know so so where does the where does the input come then to give the you know to give somebody like Anna who had absolutely nothing you know the uh, you know sort of more more knowledge that she needs to, to apply into the workplace so it's all, it's all the support that's given through the tutor. So we do kind of issue kind of questions, um, kind of mini tests, so to speak. Um, there's a lot of kind of, it's all one-to-one -one support. Um, so we don't tend to have kind of a lot of people in a classroom. It's just kind of one kind of person. Um, and we're setting um, mini projects and um, asking the learners to research certain things. Um, and then we're kind of, we're building the knowledge up in that way. And then once we're comfortable and confident that they've got that knowledge in that area, um, um, we'll then sign that particular element of the apprenticeship off. So, we're in, and then we're constantly reviewing it all the time um, to make sure that the knowledge is still up there. So, when it comes to endpoint assessment, that they are going to actually they're going to pass. Fantastic. So, so Anna, you've um, you've obviously had to do an awful lot of reading around the around the subject. Then you've had to go and yeah. do a lot. Yeah, yeah. So, well, how's 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 that been? How how's doing that and also doing a day job? How, how have you been able to sort of combine the two together? Well, quite easily. I've, I've been lucky really because obviously the company who I work for was also my training company. Yeah. But as part of the apprenticeship, like the, um, what's the, what's the word? Agreement. Uh, the employer has to give the apprentice 20% off anyway to do their apprenticeship work, which equivalent is equivalent to one day a week. So, uh, for example, you could do like Friday or you could split and do like Monday morning, Friday afternoon. So then I had my day a week, but also I had Chris, who was my tutor, was also in the workplace with me at all times. So I was pretty lucky if I had a little question, I could just turn around, have a chat with him and he could help me. But um, so, yeah, I found it pretty good and obviously because it was on the job every little thing I was doing I was constantly thinking like could this at any point relate to what this point of my um question needs could this relate to some evidence for this when I'm on the phone with someone could I show that I can communicate with people all this type of stuff so it kind of gets towards the end of your pension after you've been doing them for so long it kind of gets everything that you do and you think I can relate this to this somehow I can make this evidence somehow I can put this in my knowledge book however and create like a big portfolio that I can talk about after. Right. So, yeah. so you so you put this portfolio together. Is that is that um is that written? Is it electronic? I mean how does it a bit of combination or it, um it's, it's mainly written. So I have my workbooks, I used to sit and write them and then also my evidence is like emails, 
spreadsheets if I've made spreadsheets, accident forms that I've scanned, and then that gets put into like a zip file. And I think that gets uploaded to a system, which is high field system, which obviously is the endpoint assessment. But then I also did have it printed off just for revision purposes, but you didn't have to do that. I just chose, I like to have it in a file so I can sit and just read through it and highlight stuff. So. So then, so what happens? Um, you know, so you build up, you build up this portfolio and put that together, and then, and then what do you do? You have to sort of present it back, or is it is it, so, is it a continual assessment? How does it how's it working? So my portfolio was the first bit I got submitted, and then with like you have like um, oh, what's that like a criteria when you've got criteria here, and then in the box expert you've got your views evidence number one evidence number two so it's like bits of your portfolio link so i got a copy of this document which i had to try and learn up like not off by half but no such bits related to which then the first bit was my exam which was two hours i think it is i can't remember now and i had to sit and do my exam and then after that is my presentation of my project that i had to create so i had to create a workplace project I chose to do mine on the risk assessment template that we use in the workplace and how I was going to add to that, make it so other people can use it and things like that. And then, so I have to do a presentation on that. And then after that, you have to do a professional discussion, which kind of ties your exam, your project and all your knowledge that you've done. It's like a big hour long conversation about everything. They'll ask you questions about stuff, they'll ask things about your evidence and you just sit and you have a chat with them get as much as you can in there, give them as much knowledge. You can kind of tap your time to like show off and say, I've been doing this for two years and now this is what I know. And then that's, and then everything gets put together and then you get an overall result from that. Fantastic. So that's, um, that end, uh, that end, I mean, I love the way you say a chat because some, um, you know, it's, it's sort of, it, it wasn't sort of conducted like an interview then. Was it very, was it quite uh, informal? I, I mean, how did it go? Were you, were you concerned before you started? I mean, how did it, how did it go? I was the first because it's called professional discussion and I was thinking, oh, they're going to sit and they're going to say, right, 1.1, tell me about this and the criteria. I was like, oh, no, like, what am I going to say? But the kind of, the lady that did mine, she worded things around so it was a way for me to kind of, it wasn't like question, answer, question, answer. It was like she made a point, then I made a point, then I could expand on that. So when I say chat, it was still quite formal, but it was also, she did make you relax and make you feel like you could just say everything that I needed to get out. There was, a glass, there was a glass of wine when you were sitting there though, yeah? <laughs> I could have done with wine. <laughs> so what, um, so for what, uh, I mean obviously Anna's been going through the process um, of, on, on behalf of your company or with your company. What, what benefits do you feel the process has brought to your business now? Um, it's, it's just something that the industry, the apprenticeship industry needed. Um, you know, there's the, it's something that's challenging all the other kind of qualifications that are out there in a different way of learning as well. So it's not just kind of heavy exams. So yes, there is an exam element to it, but because of the project and the professional discussion, it just brings a different spin onto it. So for us, it's, it's our fastest um, grown apprenticeship provision that, that we actually deliver. Um, we are we get bombarded to know honesty, and even through kind of the current crisis, we're still having inquiries in about um, new enrolments, um, which is fantastic. So it's allowed us as a business to to grow and continue to grow. And it's opened doors into organisations that we probably never would have been able to work with. You know, we're working with the likes of Amazon, um, and serve some huge organisations. So it's been fantastic for us. And where are they? I mean, where are companies like that then, sort of, you know, aiming the uh, aiming the course at them? What sort of, what sort of people in um, in the workplace are they putting putting onto this? It's a, a total mix. So we've got 
some 16 to 18 year old learners that are brand new recruits into organisations and they want to develop the health and safety. Um, We've got people who are existing team leaders who have responsibilities um, and they want to start to get them involved in health and safety. We've got um, people in health and safety departments. Um, It's it's just a total total mix. Um, We've got organisations where they um, have got kind of They've got new new staff where they want to look to look to upskill them, and they've got an interest in health and safety. So it's just a total mix, kind of across across the board. And it's a it's a it's a she award, so there's an environmental element to it as well. Yeah. Yeah. What sort of things is that looking at then? Um, so it looks at it's 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 mainly heavily weighted towards kind of health health and safety, and um, but there is an environmental element on it. Um, Anna, you're probably a bit explain about more about the environmental side that you looked at in yours um oh i'm trying to, is that the kind of um i'm trying to think yeah there was a workbook on it where it was just it was more, more the environmental bit is more embedded in the knowledge right. so it was kind of like um i spoke about because obviously the um because of the environment that i work in it was things like waste management um when you put if Say, for example, it was a big factory, the kind of the gases they're pumping out, the kind of work they're doing there. I think I'm, I don't know if I'm on the right track here. The environmental bit, I think it is when you work, it depends basically what job you're in. It's quite, it's not a massive part of it. But like Philip said before, the biggest element of it is the basic health and safety part. But then the environment obviously adds that extra knowledge onto it. We've got certain organisations where the environmental side is really kind of key um, to them. So some of the projects that we've been been doing kind of to, to develop them have actually been mainly around the environment or mainly around waste, where you might have, as I mentioned before, another organisation where the, um, when we're looking at things, slip strips and falls are working at heights. So we have got so much, depending on what, what the organisation is and what their agenda is and what they want to get out of it, really depends on how much of the programme is kind of around the environment, so to speak. So you're talking, you're talking a lot about projects here, which is which is great, you know. Because I think if, you know what that what that sort of means to you is is you're actually doing something that's making a difference in the workplace, you know. So when you talk about you mentioned about slips and trips there, what what would what would a what would a slip and trip project look like then? What sort of things are you are you looking at? Yeah, I mean, again, depending on what the organisation is, it will depend on kind of what what the project was around so it could be things like you know there's handbags being left on the floor or um there's there's other things that there's that you know there's waste being left again potentially could be slip trips and falls so just it just depends and um when the tutors are talking to the learners and their managers the managers are heavily involved in this as well um they're kind of looking at common areas and potential near misses that might have happened previously or um things that they can kind of foresee or if there's been an accident etc and then building projects around around those areas and, and what about um what about sort of communication then and consultation and and discussions with with other people within the business? It, Anna, is that is that something that you that you had to do? You had to go and and talk to 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 other you know other other workers, people alongside. Yes, yeah, so, um, I went. Mainly the main bit of my communication was because obviously, like Philip said before, we have the health and safety part of the company as well. Uh, who are also based in the same office as me, I would go to over to them, I'd have a chat. If I did, for example, if I did a risk assessment, I would take it over to them, I would say, can you have a look and give me a bit of constructive criticism back, just kind of help build my knowledge. But then also 
was communication. It was like just basic stuff. Yeah, on the phone, I talk on the phone a lot because of my job role in general. So parts of my um, the points of the criteria was to say to be able to communicate with people in professional ways. Just basic stuff like that. It helps you build your communication because yeah, it just I know that I can go to people who I need to. It also. I can't get words up, sorry. When I was going to uh, these places for workplace veterans, it helped me improve my communication because now I have this professional kind of health and safety terminology. I wasn't just going out saying all oh, this stuff. I could back it up with things, the knowledge behind me, and that helped me build that quite a lot as well. I noticed that massively from the beginning of when I started to when I finished at the end, that I could kind of communicate properly using yeah. proper health and safety terms rather than just coming out asking for things and not really knowing myself I'm, I'm looking for mm. I mean I mean you're, you're not lacking in confidence which is lovely and you know you're very <laughs> you know you're very very comfortable um, both of you are comfortable talking and that's uh, you know that and for me I think that's a really really big, big part of, of good health and safety performance is, mm. is being able to is being able to communicate well with with all people in the business so uh, you know so so what um, you know what do you see you know what do you see as the big sort of benefits then Anna that you've got from doing this uh, from doing this award well, I think the biggest one really is it's given me the foot in the door that I never would have got if I just kind of, I feel like if I was went and did a, a qualification, health and safety qualification, yeah, I've got that qualification, but I don't have really the experience to back it up. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, it might just be me personally, but that's why I always thought an apprenticeship was a better way of going for me rather than going and just doing a high qualification because, yeah, you've got the knowledge, but then... You might have the knowledge, but you don't know how to put it into place and how to use it and how to communicate it and things like that. So I think that's the biggest one for me. Um, also, kind of like I said before, I can I can talk to people like you. I can now go and kind of spread the news, tell everyone that this apprenticeship, like why they should do it, the benefits of it, things like that. So it's been massively, my confidence has improved a lot, even from when I first started at Pension U, really. I'm confident enough to like come and talk to someone that I've never really, I've never met about a qualification that I've just completed a few weeks ago. So yeah, I'm pretty yeah. happy about that. Oh, that's, that's great. That's absolutely that's absolutely wonderful. So, and Philip, what about you? What what sort, what sort of benefits do you see see organisations then getting from from putting people through this process? It's um it's it's really beneficial for organizations because it's you know it, it is challenging kind of what currently is out there on the market as i mentioned before and it's not as heavy going as some of, kind of the other qualifications are at the same level so it's not as kind of heavy classroom based and not as kind of heavy exams and it's just because you're kind of you you're working on it over you know either a year two years depending on what what the learners needs all depend on how long the program will be because you're working on it on a period it's, it's actually bringing kind of immediate benefit to organizations not having to wait for exam results to come in etc because you are doing these many projects and you're learning on the job so you, you are proposing changes within an organization and as Anna said obviously Anna's confidence is you know kind of skyrocketed throughout this because obviously she's challenging behavior as well um so it is it's fantastic for for any it, it can fit with every organization which is great um and you're building your knowledge up over a pe- over a longer period of time so it's not as kind of added my knee boss certificate over two weeks and that was heavy going <laughs> very heavy going um and in all fairness some of the things i learned i'm probably ever never never going to use in my professional career um you know things like overhead power cables i'm never probably going to have anything to do with that you know um violence and things in a and e and those sort of things is something that i'm never going to have um kind of you know 
ever really interact with. So um, although the qualification was good, this is so much more tailored to kind of mm-hmm. what you're currently doing and where you're currently working as well. So it's fantastic for organisations. Mm-hmm. It, it sounds really fascinating. I think it's, uh, you know, I think it's, 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 really, it's really great to, to talk to you about it and, and hopefully, you know, um, you know, raise the raise the profile of it a bit more so that we can get more uh, get more people involved and i think you know i, I know you were saying that, uh, that there's quite a, a wide range of um of, of people that have joined are joining the program but are you finding that there there are a lot of, of younger people that, uh, that that are taking up the apprenticeship route yeah um a, a lot i mean the, we've got quite a few 16 18 year olds on and don't get me wrong they tend to be over a longer period with they do we do tend to put them on a two-year program because they're coming from literally zero knowledge to kind of and it, it is quite a can be quite a heavy subject at times as well and there's a lot to learn within health and safety um we've got the set i mean anna um so it was the first one through we've got a young guy who's just achieved to anna pipped to the post being the first one and he's oh, 18 yeah. So it's it is it is really good, and it, it's actually quite refreshing to see that there's a lot of younger people starting to have an interest in health and safety. Where before it was always thought, oh, oh, it's an old man's job, you know. Um, but we're not kind of um, coming across that at the minute, which is great. I mean, you know, people people you just used to be retired into the role, didn't they? You know, what I mean, when, yeah. You know, when mm-hmm. somebody gets to the end of their uh, operational position, let's bung them in the health and safety role before they. Uh, you know, before they leave the business, and so I think it's just, I think it's just great to see, um, you know, to see, to see this. Um, what about? I mean, have you have you heard of things? And if you haven't, it doesn't matter. But have you heard of things like um, safety differently and stuff like that? You know, it's, uh, you know, which is, which is, I suppose, moving away from the traditional, you know, sort of accident triangle and, uh, and you know, and actually, and actually getting people to to engage more and more and more with the people at the sharp end of the business. Is that is that something that, that that that's built into the program, or is that something that could easily be built in? If um, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, um, definitely. You know, it's kind of we kind of looked at it. It's all about kind of looking at health and safety differently. You know, and using the kind of common sense approach. And you know, everybody's got a responsibility for health and safety, um, and that's kind of what we're finding from organisations that they're starting to kind of think that way. That actually, yeah, we are going to put more people onto this program because health and safety is everybody's responsibility. Um, at work, so no, brilliant, brilliant. Um, I mean, that's 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 great. I mean, you know, thank you, thank you, thank you a lot for the time. How just out of you know, how can people, um, you know, sort of get hold of you as organizations if they if they want to find out a little bit more about the uh, about the program? Um, just through our website, um, or they can call us, you know, we're on the phone, um, kind of Monday to Friday, nine or five, um, or on Pencho View's website, there's a lot of information on there, there's a live chat facility on there as well. Um, so we're usually pretty responsive to stuff, um, and obviously we get a lot of emails, you know, there's emails people can um, come to as well. Um, so yeah, so I... Pencho View, yeah, okay. Yeah, Pencho View. And Anna, what's, what what is next for you then? Where where do you uh, you know where do you want to go next with your with your learning? Well, I need to look into it a bit more. I, I do want to. I'm happy to do the next level. Just before um, everything happened with this whole situation in the world at the moment, I did get a new job title at work, and that was moving more into like that. So moving into the sales, like business development side of things. Yeah. But I'm still kind of niggling thinking do I, I want to really improve my knowledge on health and safety so I am going to look I need to look into it a bit more really because I don't really know what's out there yeah. to see what the next level is I'm kind of just yeah just keep on going with my knowledge because I love learning stuff especially learning stuff about things that I don't know about already 
So like, this is why I think I found it more interesting because health and safety was a totally new subject. If it was something I already know about, I'm not really that keen on it because it's all brand new. I'm thinking, yeah, I'm going to sit and do this. And because as well, I don't know, because a lot of young people, especially girls, don't really get involved in health and safety. It's kind of given me that push to move up a bit more as well to kind of break that, not a stigma, but kind of break that, um, what's the word? I can't think of the word. I think it's only right. I think it is a, yeah. I think it is a bit of a stigma. I think, you know, there are, you know, there, health and safety traditionally has, has been seen as, as really boring and, uh, you know, and and old-fashioned and, and, and it's, it's, it's yeah. crumbly old men that do it. And, um, and, the, and the more we can break that down, you know, with... Yeah with people like yourself, you know, just, just getting involved and becoming interested, you know, because yeah. even, even if you, even if you decide at some point in the future that you don't want to become a health and safety professional, you've got yeah. that grounding. You've got exactly. all that, everything, everything you've done, you can take into whatever you, whatever you do in your life. Moving you can forward. take health and safety in any direction as well. It's not just like, it's not like, a, it, even though it's a specific subject, it's not a subject that you just have to apply to one thing. You can apply it to like thousands, hundreds of jobs. So I think some people think even like people in my family, when I said I was doing this, they're like, oh, are you sure? Like, it's a bit boring, blah, blah, blah. I was like, no, but it's actually not. When you actually sit and look at it, there's so many different ways you can go that it's not boring at all. And every day is going to be different really as well. And you meet all these new people. I think that's my favourite thing. I love going out and meeting people and talking to people. So, yeah. <laughs> that's, uh, that's absolutely wonderful. Ladies, um, thank you so much for your time this morning. I hope you found that uh, that interesting. I just thought it was lovely to uh, to chat and and just talk about you know how important it is that uh, that new qualifications and new education that comes along is uh, is designed and constructed in a way that is interesting, that is exciting. Um, Anna, you know, you could tell how how confident she has become as an individual just by going through the process. And so, so there are people out there that that are thinking about, um, you know, wanting to get a little bit more involved in health and safety. Maybe are not sure exactly uh, which way to turn. Then, then having a look at the apprenticeship program is a is a great way to to start that journey. Um, so, um, you know, I hope you uh, hope you enjoyed that, and uh, we'll see you all soon. Bye now. Thanks for listening to the Interest in Health and Safety podcast. You can follow and engage on Facebook and LinkedIn by searching the Interesting Health and Safety Community or go to www.influentialmg.com. And remember, let's make health and safety as important as everything else we do in business.